Welcome to Supergirl's Attic. I'm Cycles. And I'm Vivi. So Supergirl Radio invited us on their show, along with a few other Supergirl podcasts, to discuss the Supergirl show and our personal podcasting experience. So rather than one of our traditional episodes, we'll be sharing the recording of that roundtable. So we hope you enjoy. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to have our first ever Supergirl Podcasters Roundtable. We are joined by Cycles and Vivi from Supergirl's Attic, Aaron and Shelley from Pot Off Course, a Supergirl podcast, and Justina and John, a.k.a. the Green Butterfly and the Silver Vox of Made of Steel, a Supergirl podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thanks uh, for joining us here on Supergirl Radio. Hi. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, we're going to get into something that we've here at Supergirl Radio wanted to do for a long time, which is getting together a bunch of other podcasters from other uh, Supergirl-related podcasts to kind of get together and talk about our experiences and why we love the character of Supergirl. So since we have such a long hiatus, we have no idea when the show is going to come back for season six. (laughs) Uh, This seemed like a good time to do it because normally we don't have a ton of time, but this time around we have a little bit bit longer time and a good chance to catch up on some things. So uh, I thought we would get started in talking about where we met the character of Supergirl. So think about the the first time you ever heard or saw the character of Supergirl and and uh, tell us a little bit about that. So I guess um, let's start with Supergirl's attic. I guess we could start with uh, Cycles. Where, where was the first time that you ever heard or saw the, the character of Supergirl? Uh, well, I'm a big Superman live-action version fan. I was a big fan of the Superman Returns movie in 2006, actually, and, like, Donner Superman. And I liked Smallville a lot <laughs> for a long time. It was my favorite show. So I met, you know, that version of Kara, played by Laura Vandervoort. So I met her there and didn't really get that attached to her at that point. But then the Supergirl show came out, and I was, like, interested because of my attachment to the Super family in a sense and because of the content of the show and the sisterhood and stuff like that and what ultimately made me stick with it was this version of Kara Zorel and her like motto of hope and such <laughs> yes yeah she's big on she's big on hope uh, uh this version of Kara um well that's awesome uh, that's that's great that you sort of started with some other uh incarnations of the super family and and that's what drew, drew you and that's really cool um uh, Vivi I guess we'll stick with the Supergirl's attic folks um what how did you come to the character of Supergirl I grew up watching the Lois and Clark New Adventures of Superman with my family. That was a thing that we did together when I was little and had been interested in a lot of the DC comics, like the cartoons and stuff. But I had not really learned anything about Kara Zor-El as a character until one of my best friends started harassing me to watch Supergirl and (laughs) persisted for about four months before I finally (laughs) caved in. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) she was strong armed into it. (laughs) I really was. Uh, (laughs) And then there were two specific scenes that really convinced me to give the show a try. And then I loved it. And I watched it with my niece at the time for the first couple seasons. And here we are. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's really cool that it started with uh you know uh sharing that with your family with Lois and Clark and then getting into sharing it with your niece. That's really cool. Um well, let's uh, head over to the pot off course folks. So Aaron, I guess we'll start with you. What where was the first time that you saw or heard of the character of Supergirl? Well, I never really watched uh superhero movies or didn't really read comics growing up or anything like that. A lot of them happened when I was a little bit too young to be into them. Um, but I got really, really into Arrow um, and The Flash. And then I 
pretty sure the Supergirl the premiere leaked like a few months early. It yeah. did, yeah. It sure yeah did. I, I don't I don't think I saw the leak, but I remember reading a lot of articles about it and I was like, I have to watch that. So I watched it immediately and then immediately started getting into comics and everything like that more so. So Supergirl was kind of my window into all of it. That's awesome. Uh I think sometimes people wonder if the leaks hurt or help the show, but I think in some cases it does uh, help in some regards because it gives people a little window into what's coming. Not that I encourage people to download the leaks, uh, but there <laughs> is, you know, that, that controversy on whether or not they, you know, do they leak it on purpose? I don't know. Uh, so uh, that's that's cool that you you sort of um, heard about the show and wanted to get into it and learn more about it. Uh, Shelly, where, where was the first time that you heard or uh, saw the character of Supergirl? It was when I was nine years old. My grandmother bought me a couple of shoeboxes of comic books at a garage sale. And one of the shoeboxes contained the complete 12 issue run of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Wow. Yeah. And like, I didn't know it was worth anything or like any of the issues <laughs> or anything. So like my introduction to Supergirl was actually her death. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. But I was just like, why'd she die? What's up with this? So it kind of like triggered like an interest. That's that's really cool. That's so cool. That's unfortunate that it, it was uh, the death <laughs> that first introduced you to the character. But that's really good. That's a cool story. And uh, uh, I'd be I'd be curious. This, do you still have those uh, issues? I do not. Oh, man. I repurchased the issues later when I was older. So I do have like the Supergirl death issue and the Flash death issue. But the ones that she bought me originally, they were in rough shape to begin with. Oh, yeah. One of them was like missing a cover. Um, but I, I don't know what happened to those. I'm sure my mom threw them out. <laughs> I have some comics <laughs> like that where it's like they're ba- they're barely hanging on. <laughs> so I understand that. Well, that's a really cool story. So let's go over and uh, get to know the Maid of Steel folks. Um, so I, I guess we'll start with uh, Justina. Uh, where did you first hear or see the character of Supergirl? I was already watching Arrow, and it was a bit dark for me. I was having a hard time with it. I actually almost stopped watching. And then um, two of my best friends were going to start a Supergirl podcast. And I'm like, I wonder if I like Supergirl better. And from the very first episode, I was just like, yep, this is a superhero I can identify more fully with because, you know, she is our paragon of hope. And I like to be hopeful. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, sometimes things are not always going to, you know, be up your alley. And <laughs> Arrow is certainly not for everyone. <laughs> uh, so so that's good that you found uh, something in Supergirl that you liked. Um, John, what about you? Where, where was the first time you uh, saw or heard of Supergirl? So just like Cycles, I was eight, seven or eight when <clears throat> Superman the movie came out. And so the live action <laughs> supers have always been a part of me. I love the concepts, the whole canon, all of it. Supergirl specifically came the same way it did for Justina. Our podcast network, we were doing a number of shows around the DC shows. And when I realized that Supergirl on CBS was the same Berlanti team that was producing these (laughs) shows, it was a no brainer. And especially as I saw the previews and I saw what the series was going to bring, um, this was my actual first exposure to Supergirl. I never actually saw the film. I didn't, I don't have a lot of comic background, but 
as soon as the series came out, it was I was there from the first minute. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Just going around our, our metaphorical roundtable that uh, a lot of y'all came in really to the character through the show, mm-hmm. which is something that we've heard quite a bit from from folks who have um, guests on Supergirl Radio. So I think that's awesome that this show gives people an introduction into the character and um, allows you to to get to know Kara and get to know her world and see more about her. So that's that's really cool because I, I think uh, every entrance into the character, you know, that's good or bad it's somebody's you know first entrance into the character so i think that's awesome um morgan i guess we could share our our first introductions to the character so uh where did you first hear or see uh the character supergirl geez um i i think it probably would have been smallville uh if i'm thinking about it because i think that was probably my first (laughs) introduction to uh to supergirl now she's you know she got to be on supergirl with that amazing hand acting laura vanderhort yeah the hand acting is so good just just amazing but uh no i think that was my first introduction to supergirl and then when the tv show uh, got announced i remember that leaked pilot i'm not saying i watched it i'm just saying like (laughs) i remember it Uh, and then i was like oh this is really fun like i like this show a lot and that's sort of how i i jumped in but I had um, previously like to Smallville, I had watched, um, you know, all the Superman movies and, and Lois and Clark and stuff like that. So I was like, I was pretty primed to uh, to like Supergirl already. Yeah, uh, I think mine, uh, my first memory of Supergirl is Helen Slater. Um, I, I was four when the movie came out and I can't remember exactly when I watched it, but I remember watching it as a kid and I loved it when I was a kid. Now, when I grew up, I realized there are some flaws in that film, <laughs> but when I was a kid, I loved it. I loved Selena. She was a campy villain. I thought Helen Slater was a great hero and there's like a, a really interesting take on a like the shadow figure at the end. Um, so so I, I loved that movie uh, when I was a kid. So that was sort of my first introduction into Supergirl. She was my first Supergirl. So, um, I, but I've been, but I've been following her through the years. You know, I watched her on Superman, the animated series and JLU and all that stuff. So, um, so it was good to see that she finally got to, you know, have her own uh, solo series on TV. So that was a big deal. So I was very excited about that. So that's really cool. Uh, I'm glad uh, we could go around and kind of get everybody's, you know, uh, first introductions to the character of Supergirl. So now I guess we could talk, we're all podcasters, we all podcast about the show. So I guess we could talk about that now, where we talk about why we got into podcasting about the show. So I guess I'll, I'll hand it back over to Supergirl's Attic. So I, and I guess we'll start with uh, Cycles. What what made you want to get behind a microphone and, and start talking about the series? Do you want to start or shall I preface this with that? <laughs> <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> So she kind of tricked me into it. Uh, (laughs) I misunderstood what she meant by the word podcast and thought we were going to do like one. Oh. Um, Just get into this pod. It's safe. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, we were already sort of analyzing the show every week in like written form and definitely wanted to like kind of see what that same sort of content would look like in podcast form. And we're both into like different kinds of production. Um, I'm a video editor and it seems like a natural progression and seemed like we had sort of a unique a space to fill in terms of that kind of analysis. So, hmm. And yeah, so when you approached me about it, I was like, yeah, sure. Because I had actually been doing guest spots on a couple other TV oriented podcasts and talking about a lot of the same kind of content that we talk about in our show in terms of like cultural components of media and how 
fan culture intersects with it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think we had already at that point also been doing like a little with a Prezi. That was our <laughs> yeah. first like collaborative thing. And that didn't end up going somewhere, but we, we switched <laughs> no. and did the podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's that's awesome. Uh, video editors unite. I'm also a video editor uh, by day. And um, uh, I, I think that is something that can easily translate into uh, audio podcasting skills. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's re- that's really cool. Well, um, that's awesome. Uh, I guess we'll go over to the pot off course, folks. Uh, so Aaron and Shelly, what, what made y'all want to start talking about the show? Shelly, you want to start? Absolutely. So I really enjoyed listening to all the Supergirl podcasts were out there. I still listen today. Low-key stock. And (laughs) (laughs) around the beginning of season four, I felt like I wanted to hear things being talked about in a way that I felt and thought about the show. And I knew from Twitter and Tumblr, there was a big LGBTQ following for Supergirl. And I wasn't finding that on all the shows I was listening to. And I just decided to make one for myself. So I reached out through Twitter, mostly through Winona Earp fans. Erpers and asked who would want to do this and Aaron responded. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, season two Alex's coming out story was pretty like almost time-wise perfectly intertwined with mine. So it was like really, really important to me. And when I saw um, Shelly reach out to Erpers, I was like, yeah, I want to do this right now. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, what, what I think is really neat about podcasting is that there's, you know, there, there's such a variety, you know, we, we can all talk about the same show and approach it from different perspectives. So I, I think that's really great um, to, to be able to approach it from a different angle or from a different perspective. So I, I think that's, that's really awesome. Well, um, so Made of Steel folks, uh, Justina and John, what, what made you want to hop in there and talk about the show in, in addition to just like knowing about the character? Was there something that you wanted to bring to the table in terms of podcasting? Well, Justina mentioned that two of her friends were starting the podcast. And so our legacy comes from Karen and Emily, who started Made of Steel. Uh, Emily decided somewhere along the way that she, you know, just didn't feel the same way about the show. She didn't want to put the uh, amount of effort and time and research and everything that it takes to do the podcast, which makes a lot of sense. So if you don't have the love for it, the passion for it, you don't need to be in the space is, is the way I feel about it. So she exited out. Karen asked if I would come on board. And then the same kind of transition happened with Karen. And so Justino has been one of our utmost faithful feedbackers, has been you know on the scene the entire time. And so as Karen was transitioning out, I brought her on as a guest host and in season yeah in season five i made her full-time and so that's how i got her on board with me and justina what what made you want to uh agree to do it full-time i didn't want to lose the community that we had built together because i had been with it since the series had premiered and i just really wanted to do anything that I could to make sure that our community was still there and the fans still had a place and I didn't want us to have to close up shop. Yeah, I I know a little something about that because uh, when Supergirl Radio started, it was me 
It was uh, another one of our, our former co-hosts, uh, Teresa Giacino, and then Andy Babak from the Flash podcast. He was sort of helping us get it started. And so uh, Teresa had to step down at the end of season one or kind of a few episodes before season one. So I was in kind of that same situation where there was a little transition period that happened. And uh, that's how uh, Morgan Glennon came in to the Hello. picture. So uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I totally understand that. It is one of those things where you want to keep it going if you enjoy it so much. And I think, John, you mentioned it like if you don't have a passion for it, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to keep going. You're not going to keep doing it. Um, and so I enjoyed talking about the show so much. And I really love the character of Supergirl. So uh, I I had somebody in Morgan who, who wanted to stick around and talk about the show with me for the, the next four years now. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> it's been a long time, Morgan. We've been doing this too long. Uh, it really has. But but I was really grateful that Morgan wanted to hop in here and um and talk about the show with me and all of my uh I guess un- unpopular opinions. But I guess we could talk about uh, our experience, Morgan. Um, what what made you want to hop on to Supergirl Radio and talk about the show? I mean, I really liked Supergirl. I think at the time I was covering, I was like recapping it actually for um, Buddy TV. And so I was like, oh, I guess I'll recap it and then I'll podcast about it. And then my whole (laughs) life will be taken over by the show. That sounds (laughs) normal and healthy and great. Let's do it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, very healthy. But yeah, no, like, so I already liked the show and, and I knew Rebecca. And so I was, I was like, oh, this sounds like a, like, this will be a fun um, podcast, which is funny because if I remember right, and I can't remember exact timing, but I had decided like, oh, hey, maybe I want to do this podcast thing. Like maybe I'll do some some like guest spots. And I did, I think, a guest spot on Supergirl Radio. And I was like, this is really fun. And then I believe Andy came to me about the Legends podcast. And I was like, okay, yeah, let me, I'll do that. That's the podcast I'll do. And then like maybe a month afterwards or two months afterwards, it was like, hey, do you also want to be on Supergirl? So I went from (laughs) being like idly interested in maybe like dipping a toe into a podcast to being on two (laughs) podcasts. And I was like, sure, if you don't, if you don't throw yourself all the way in, are you really doing it? If you don't throw yourself directly (laughs) into the deep end and start to drown, are you really living life? Yeah, no, you do it really well. And, uh, uh, people enjoy both of those shows, uh, including me. So that's awesome. Well, uh, for me, I took a break from podcasting. I, w- I did a podcast about Once Upon a Time way back in the day. Um, and then I quit it because A, I had stopped liking the show. And uh, B, I found out that I had uh, stage three HER2 positive breast cancer. So mm. that was not something I wanted to keep going uh, during chemo treatment. I didn't want to like podcast about a show I didn't like anymore. That seemed a little stressful with what I had going on. So I quit podcasting for a while. And then uh, about a year after that, um, Andy uh, back from the Flash podcast, I had known him from doing some stuff uh, for Once Upon a Time. And uh, he asked me if I would be interested in starting a Supergirl podcast. And I I love DC Comics. You know, I'm, I'm a, probably more of a Batman girl than a, super, a Superman girl. But uh, but I love Superman. I love Supergirl. And I thought, well, you know, I would like to podcast again. I enjoyed podcasting. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. And, of course, Morgan, you did do those guest spots um, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Smallville. So, uh, so that was a, a good way to reconnect for us. So I guess we could go into talking about kind of what our different approaches are to the show because we all have different perspectives and we can all kind of look at it from 
from different angles. So um, Supergirl's Attic, Cycles and BB, if somebody was going to ask you what your podcast was like or what it was about, what would you say is your approach to the show and, and how would you describe it to somebody? We both really like looking at context and kind of how the things that appear on screen fit into other things we've seen before or things coming in from the outside world and our lived experiences. And so because of kind of my career and things that I've done, I tend to look more at those outside connections and explain kind of the interplay between reality and fiction and how those come together in the show. And then Cycles tends to do a lot more of the direct deep dives into how does new stuff we learn about a character in the current episode build upon things that we already learned? How does it change what we already learned in the past in like previous seasons or previous episodes? Yeah. I tend to think in like systems. So when like a new episode airs, I'll start by comparing what we just learned to what we already know to either like reinforce our understanding of the way the characters or the themes work or like add nuance to it. So sort of building up a depth to an idea. And then maybe I'll branch out in the place that Vivi sort of starts, which is like connecting to the real world. And for me, it's like systems and, and seeing if there are any real systems to use to explore the characters or themes, which is part of why we end up talking about like psychological concepts a lot. Yes. <laughs> well, that and then the other thing that I really like that we end up mentioning a lot is stuff related to the craft of putting together a television show because mm. we both have experience with like technical stuff related to editing. I grew up doing performing arts and I have friends all over doing many different kinds of performing and entertainment things. So that's always really fun to explore too and talk about things like the costuming, the makeup, the sets and how all of that comes together to put the picture together in the end. Mm -hmm. Story structure, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you guys sort of team up a little bit and you, you sort of take your experience and your knowledge about certain areas and sort of uh, blend them together. That's really cool. <laughs> well, um, uh, so I guess let's go over to the uh, pot off course, folks. Uh, Aaron and Shelley, how would you uh, if, if you were going to describe uh, pot off course to somebody, how would you explain it to them? Yeah, so we sort of go about this in terms of like, I mean, we sort of review every episode as it comes up. We all pick our like we both pick our top five and talk about it that way. But we do approach it from a queer perspective. And we do this with Batwoman as well. But not necessarily like queer shipping and stuff like that. We don't really talk about that really as much as it might sound like a queer perspective podcast might do. But we approach things like people are feeling like particular connections to a character for certain reasons, or if there might be some potential, like, I guess there are ways in which our listeners are um, looking for representation in different ways throughout the show. Um, and so we sort of come about things from that angle. And I think coming at it from a queer perspective is a little bit more of just like really getting into character stuff and really getting into some of the outside influences that might be affecting the way that they um, interact with each other and um, the way they act in general. Um, so I think we talk about it mostly that way, but I don't know, Shelly, if you have anything to add to that. No, I mean, that's pretty spot on. My vision for it has always been like, it would just be a couple of queer people sitting down, having a beer, talking about Supergirl. And I think we pretty much nailed that. So... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's good to kind of, you know, have an idea about what uh, what your show is and what what your listeners come to you for. I think that's that's a good way to go about it. Uh, Made of Steel, folks, uh, Justina and John, what, how would you explain uh, Made of Steel to people? What, what do you think is your approach to covering the show? Go ahead, Justina. 
one of the things that I like to do with our episodes is I really like looking for Easter eggs or historical references and see if I can figure out a reason of why the writers chose like a particular title or something like that because a lot of times I can I can find something interesting that they might have put in and the other thing that I would say about our show is that our fans really drive our discussion and um our conversation keeps being inspired by, you know, their feedbacks and and everything that we might forget to talk about. They never forget a moment and they're just amazing <laughs> at at their episode the episode numbers and you know, reminding us of something that happened 3 seasons ago. So, uh we have a very uh fan-centric discussions. Yeah, absolutely. I I would also add that from my perspective, I like to keep the way we talk about things sort of in an interview kind of a style, because I feel like I'm not the one necessarily to come at this from the right perspective of, of what the show's trying to say, if that makes any sense, like from a basically a female centric, you know, standpoint. So while there are things that I certainly want to talk about, I want to introduce the concept um, and the content of it from more from Justina's point of view, and then maybe add anything that I can to it, because I just feel like it's really important for us to look at it from all the different ways that we can and all the different ways that we do represent. So I don't know if that makes sense, or that's just kind of in my brain that I've just have just spat out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it's cool because uh, a lot of times uh, we don't, it, it's, it's interesting because um, there's, there's some, you know, guy heavy podcasts and there's some lady heavy podcasts. And uh, so it's, it's nice to have a variety of opinions on the show that it has a female lead. I, I personally like having a, a variety of uh, discussion uh, approaches and, and opinions on things like that. So I, I think what you guys do is great. And I, I, I think it's cool that the, uh, the feedback and the listener component is sort of what uh, Justina said, you know, drives your discussions. I think that's that's really cool that you created a little community there. Uh, Morgan, I'm very curious. How, <laughs> if, uh, if you were going to explain Supergirl Radio to somebody, how would you describe it? Oh, my God, that would be so hard. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think that we... Um... Huh, I think that we try to take a very even-handed approach to the show um, and try to point out the things that we like and critique the things that we don't like. I think we try to be fair. I think one of the things I like about us is that even if the episode doesn't really hit on us or a storyline, I think we have find ways to have fun with it. And I think that we come up with some of the weirder inside jokes uh, <laughs> about Supergirl. Like I'm thinking about like, you know, we weren't always super positive about this season, uh, mm. but out of it sprang Rama Khan's Rama wine. So <laughs> I mean, there were, there were silver linings. And I, I also think that like, I love the, um, I feel like we're always in a conversation with our listeners and that they pick up on some of our like inside jokes and they pitch us 
wacky theories that we then pick up. So I feel like it's a, a constant conversation uh, with our listeners. It's not one-sided. It's very two-sided. Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things about um, podcasting that I think everybody has sort of touched on is the uh, community aspect. And that's one of the things that I've always had a goal of achieving just personally through podcasting is creating a community. Uh, because when I was a Smallville viewer, I didn't feel like my opinion was <laughs> uh, was uh, valued. You know, I, I felt like I was always being shut down for what I thought. And uh, so I think it's, uh, you know, something that I hope uh, to provide a place for different um, voices and different views and different opinions. Um, and so I, I, I think that that listener component and that community aspect of it uh, is really important to me. And I know it's important to you, Morgan. So uh, I think that's really fun. And and sometimes when I approach it, I, I just, you know, I, I get behind a microphone and I'm like, I'm just going to talk about the show with my friend Morgan and we'll see what happens. And so <laughs> I'm very thankful that we, we ten, tend to have a, a good time with it. Uh, so yeah, that's it's it's tough to sort of look at your approach of what have we been doing and how would we explain it to people. But I think you all did a really good job to kind of give people an inside look into uh, what you hope to achieve with your podcast. And uh, since we've been talking about kind of like our experience in podcasting, I was curious what uh, if you had any like really good. Uh, memories of podcasting? Was there an episode that you really had a good time recording? Was there uh, a listener email that came in that really, you know, uh, uh, was emotional or, you know, whatever, whatever it was, is there a good uh, memory that you have from podcasting about the show? And I guess I'll, we'll start with a uh, Supergirl's Attic um, Cycles and BB. What, what, what would you say is like, if you were going to um, tell somebody about like your favorite part of podcasting your your favorite time talking about the show, what, what would you tell people about? Well, I know that we um, <laughs> like behind the scenes. We like laugh and sing a lot. Specifically, oh, PB man. sings All a lot. The time. Yeah, um, but in terms of like episode <laughs> content, I love when we discover something new about the story or about the characters through our conversations that we have. Um, especially if it's while we're actually recording the episode, as opposed to like during the prep and the outlining that we do. I feel like those little moments of revelation or like kind of creativity in a way are what fan content is about for me. Yeah, that's fun. I I do distract you regularly <laughs> by singing. Um, <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I've been told that by other people as well. Um, but I think one of my favorite episodes that we did was the one for Suspicious Minds for 10, the Mind Wipe episode. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit too much like gleeful <laughs> despair as we <laughs> developed what we were going to say about that because it it was a surprise in in enough of a way that it was really fun. Mm -hmm. um, also, I think when we did the episode about Jean, that was one of my favorites because we like the listener feedback that we get rarely talks about the male characters and he's such a pivotal part of the the core family dynamic of the show yeah. that it's so great whenever we get to talk about him. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that's really impressed me and that I have loved about doing this is seeing how much our our listeners and our fans respond when we will do social advocacy for different issues that are relevant to characters in the show or actors in the show, things like that, and how quickly people will mobilize to help and to take action. And it really, to me, speaks to the kind of people who like Supergirl and like Kara as a character, which is awesome. 
Yeah, that's that's cool that you guys have such engagement with uh, listeners that they'll kind of get behind things that uh, you you support or uh, that you want to get out there. That's awesome. Um, so I guess uh, pot off course. Have you all had some some good memories that you like to think about when, in terms of your podcasting experience? Really, for me, all of them seem to be good. <laughs> I just really like talking about Supergirl in in like my personal life. There's nobody close to me family-wise or friend-wise that watches the show. So if I start talking about it, like they just glaze over and I'm wasting their time. So it's <laughs> nice to like talk to and laugh with someone who also appreciates it. Um, and it's interesting to get different perspectives on the show. So between Aaron and our listeners, I see the show like in multiple new ways. I feel like every uh, episode we record yeah, and I think my favorite part, so we have a policy where unless people tell us first, um, we read people's emails in their entirety, usually if we can, and we don't read them before we record the podcast unless they ask us to. Um, so I think it's really, really funny because our listeners have hilarious things to say about the episode, <laughs> particularly in this most recent season where it's been uh, what it was. <laughs> and, um, so it's really funny to hear people's thoughts and just be able to react to them immediately, not having planned what we're going to say about it or what we're going to think about it. So I really like doing that. I think that's probably my favorite part. Yeah, I, I found that it, the spontaneity of something, it, you know, save it for the podcast is what I always think of in my head, like save it for the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, so Made of Steel, folks, uh, do, do you have any memories that were good or stick out to you as like a favorite memory of your time podcasting? Yeah, I'll I'll go first on this. That there was well, all of season four. Um, this actually goes into your next question a little bit as well. But all of season four, I produced and did everything for the for the show the the written blog, the editing, all of it, and it got to be a lot. And it was, I mean, it was certainly satisfying. But you know, doing twenty two episodes of of the show plus the crossover and and everything else. And so, mm. but what turned it for me was a very personal note from one of our listeners that just said, you have no idea how much this adds to my experience of the show, how much, you know, you add to it. And I, it just all of a sudden was like, Oh, okay, this is why. <laughs> so, and I mean, it wasn't so much an ego stroke so much as a, okay, there are people who are really responding to what we're doing. And that's very gratifying. Yeah, it makes your whole uh, workload and everything that you do and behind the scenes, it makes it worth it. Yeah. Justina, do you have any uh, favorite moments of podcasting about the show? I think my very favorite moment was when I was asked to be on the show always. You can't beat that. <laughs> that's a pretty yeah, good choice. The highest compliment. Yeah. Uh, Morgan, do you have any uh, favorite memories of uh, recording Supergirl Radio? Oh, geez. I feel like there's so many. I go back to this one a lot, and it's like <laughs> so long ago now. Um, but we were doing a character spotlight on Snapper Car. And I think this is like <laughs> before – was this before season two or like yeah, during season two? Yeah, it was before season two. season two. Yeah. And uh, we were supposed to have this expert who actually knew the character come on. But the last minute, they couldn't come on. So instead, Rebecca – like did a bunch of research and put together this Google Doc and we open it up and it was me and our um our co-host co-host at the time, Carly Lane. We open it up and it's like 30 pages. Like the <laughs> the the little cursor just kept getting smaller and smaller. And I was like, 
what is this? And so we get like halfway down the like the story of Snapper Car, the comic book story of Snapper Car, and we find out that he like uh, gets his hands chopped off <laughs> and then gets robot hands, and like we lost our minds. And I I can still remember like we got to that part and we're reading it and we're like scream crying, laughing so hard. Um, and and that that one always sticks out to me as as being a really fun memory from the podcast. Yeah, that was that was a, a great episode, and it was I I learned a lot about Snapper Car uh, during the, during that research. Uh, if you didn't know, he had uh, teleportation powers in the comics uh, through his snaps, uh, which is uh, something I wish they had done on the show. But that's another conversation for another time. He just teleported yeah. out of existence. He, yes, he, yeah. he, he sure did. <laughs> Rebecca, do you remember the uh, when you're reading the comic book? Um, the was it? the uh like the new the new supergirl comics and there was a character that we had to like look and it had the weirdest names it uh, was Tur- it turin Gold- Turin <laughs> golden axe, golden axe. Yes. yes that's that's another that and the discovery of uh director bones's cyanide sweat i think it's like anytime we have to like turn to like the dc comics wikipedia to find <laughs> out some weird thing about a comic character's backstory always always gold yeah, that uh, that specifically I remember was Supergirl number twenty uh, from the uh, new comic reviews that we've done, and uh, we normally try to keep those down to like a thirty minute episode. That one went <laughs> over an hour because we were so confused that whole issue. Uh, so yeah, if you want to listen to that, it is Supergirl number twenty. Uh, I think for me, uh, I think about. Um, uh, we we've all sort of been talking about like community engagement and listeners, and I remember there was one. I, I don't remember exactly what episode it was, but it was the mention of the uh, Alien Amnesty Act as uh, as a congressional act. I think uh, I forget exactly oh, what yeah. episode that was. And uh, I remember saying in the episode, like, that was an executive order. That's a different thing. And so we put it out to listeners, like, hey, if anybody knows. You know, if they're if you're an expert in law or the Constitution, please write it in and let us know, uh, you know, if we're right about this. Um, and so then we got these two emails from our two listeners who we refer to as the Supergirl Radio Legal Consultants. And they had these amazing emails that outlined the whole thing. And uh, then later we decided to have them on the podcast to talk about um Kara uh, as a as a refugee because the show uh, maintains the idea that she's a refugee and we had a another email that uh, said maybe she's not and so we brought them on to discuss both the Alien Amnesty Act and Kara's uh, refugee status and that was such a cool episode because um, that uh, tied into our listeners and um, and gave us an opportunity to learn from them so I, I that sticks out to me as as one of the the rewards of sort of having that goal of creating that community experience because i think all listeners of every podcast you know really contribute to uh the podcast they're listening to um so we talked about some good stuff and uh we've we found in supergirl radio sometimes there are some challenging moments during podcasting mm-hmm. so um so supergirl's attic have you all had any uh challenging experiences with technology or any negative <laughs> yes. or, or any negative uh interactions <laughs> with people and and if you did how did you overcome them? uh technical difficulties yes i have had to completely re-record 
at least three times. Oh no! Uh, I had I had one recently. Yeah, <laughs> you had to do it more. You had to do one. Yeah, I've had to do it more times. And there was there's been a couple times when I've been like traveling and I've had to find ways to record with like not my real mic or in a bad yeah. audio setup or. One of our saving graces is using otter.ai to transcribe the bad audio so that we can redo it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's... And then so you deal, Cycles, you deal a lot more with the technical difficulties because <laughs> you do a lot more of the editing. The audio cleanup type stuff. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the technical difficulties are definitely the most challenging and sometimes we'll have like whole episodes that we'll refer to as cursed because like <laughs> not just like one thing will happen it'll be like several things go wrong in a row that make us we end up being mm. late or like yeah um like when i changed jobs and then things got yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then sometimes it'll be really like a really rough time and then at the end it turns out someone has to re-record <laughs> yeah and then we just don't sleep for two days. We, yeah, that's that's how we we cope. We just don't go to sleep, um, and we overcome it with brute force and trusting laptops. Yeah, <laughs> which is sometimes difficult because laptops will fail fail you. That that definitely happened to me once. Uh, <laughs> no. Don't let my laptop hear you. <laughs> I know. Don't don't speak ill of the laptops. Uh, they will uh, take revenge. Um, yeah, well, that's yeah. I think every podcaster, you know, has to deal with that on some level. So it's good that you have uh, workarounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pot of course, folks. Um, have you have you all had any? Uh, I guess the the good word to say is challenging experiences uh, or any um, uh, negative experiences that you sort of had to to get over in in terms of wanting to keep podcasting about the show. And and how did you? If you did, how did you get over those? Um, nothing, I would say personally negative has happened so far. I'm not going to say it never will, but it hasn't yet. Um, but as far as like challenging or difficult subjects to talk about, if we see like a lot of our listeners are talking about something on social media or emailing us or, or tweeting us about certain things that are going on, um, it's unfortunately not always easy being a queer person in 2020. And we both think that when topics or situations surrounding the show, the cast or the crew arise that are inflammatory or hurtful to our community, we have a responsibility to address it. I know, like, as a podcast listener, that's something I'd be seeking out. But we try to approach things as diplomatically and level-headed as possible when we do talk about anything. Um, but we try not to ever shy away from challenging conversations just because they might be uncomfortable or difficult to talk about. Yeah, we sometimes get asked directly to address some things. I mean, there's definitely in the social media landscape, people only have a certain amount of characters to fire off their feelings and that can come <laughs> off very, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it can become a challenging thing to deal with. And I think a lot of ways people don't always mean exactly what they say or have the tools to explain what they mean or what they're feeling. And so we have been asked a few times to address things in terms of just like the way that the community or that the fandom is feeling about stuff. Um, and I, none of it's ever been like negative or things that like are personally like hard for us to deal with, but it is like, it does feel like a, a responsibility when we have to do that. But one that we, I mean, we took on on purpose and one that we feel um, happy enough to deal with, but 
there definitely is a little bit of, you know, a sense of discourse within the community sometimes. And it is hard to take on because you want to do it respectfully, but um, also incredibly important to make people feel heard. So I do think a lot of times in the Supergirl community that's, um, that's prevalent, but it hasn't been it hasn't been negative or anything for us. It's just been challenging to get our thoughts around. Yeah, that's awesome that people come to you like wanting you to address certain things. And uh, I think it is something, you know, as a podcaster, you always kind of have to think of, you know, do I need to talk about this or should we talk? I mean, we've had those discussions on Supergirl Radio. Like, should we discuss this? Like, especially like with the Melissa Benoist um, uh, issue where she had she talked about, you know, being a survivor of domestic abuse. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it's like, you know, does that come into play? You know, do you want to talk about the actor's personal lives? What do you do? How yeah. do you handle that? Um, so I, I think it's 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 something that, you know, you, you have to kind of figure out how you're going to approach it. But I think it's good that you all don't shy away from uncomfortable things because those things need to be talked about, too. So that's that's awesome. I applaud you for that. Uh, Made of Steel, uh, John and Justina, um, have you all had any challenging or negative experiences? And uh, what did you do about them? I just know that I personally have a hard time when I know that our fans are really disappointed in either a particular episode or a particular aspect of the story. And when they write in, you can just feel their disappointment or their anger um, because I know how it, it feels you love these characters you hang out with them every week and when the writers take it in a direction that you're not enjoying it's hard so i've really had to learn that even if i liked it and they hated it like that's okay and we like to have a a, a space for that whether you loved it or hated it but I remember that that's been the hardest thing for me to get used to as to like what to respond if everything they've written is is, is pretty negative. But now I've just learned to say, you know, I'm so sorry that you're disappointed. I hope next week is better for you because you can't there's not really much more you can say a person's opinion is their opinion and I'm here to respect it and honor it. Yeah, that's tough, especially yeah. when uh, when there's a conflict there between your opinion and their opinion, but I think that's a good way to handle it. John, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, well, for me, this is this is kind of an odd thing, but we had a, a really tight knit podcast network that included a lot of different discussions about the DC shows. And I think for me, uh, one of the real challenging thing would be, you know, other shows that would kind of dismiss Supergirl as well. You know, there she that series up to speed with, you know, what's going on on Arrow or what's happening with the Flash or you know that kind of a thing. And I don't know. I mean, that just that really rubs me the wrong way because I think. I think Supergirl has a very distinctive and very purposeful and very, very much needed approach on superhero, uh, you know, type of genre. And for especially other DC representatives as such, I mean, we're talking about podcasters here, but it's, (laughs) I just feel like we should have each other's backs when it comes to this DC universe. And I'm not saying that you have to love everything. I'm not saying that you have to be Pollyanna about it all, but I honestly think that by golly, you better 
stand up because, you know, a crack at one of us is just that. And there doesn't need to be, in my opinion, a crack up across this DC verse because we want it to be around for a long time and we want things to be added like you know, Superman and Lois and Stargirl and, you know, that kind of a thing. Like we want this whole concept to grow and thrive. And so by golly, take care of your neighbor superhero. That's where I'm <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so tough because there are times where I'm like, oh, the show was so bad this week. <laughs> but but then uh, but then I do love it when there's a new show that, you know, comes out and it does sort of extend that universe. And, and we get things like Crisis on Infinite Earths that sort of celebrates the entire, you know, the Arrowverse and the extension of the Arrowverse, you know, on, on Titans and Doom Patrol and all of that. So uh, so it is that that is an interesting dilemma there that you mentioned. So uh, it's one I share as well. Morgan, do you want to talk about anything that that we've uh, we've we've had to overcome some Skype issues? We've definitely <laughs> done that. Yeah, that's true. And we've also had some uh, Twitter controversies uh, that blew up and got out of yeah. control. Uh, that 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 was going to be probably my my thing would be the Twitter kerfuffles. Uh, just the um, the one that really the really sort of made me step back and go okay, enough internet for today was when we were, um, we were doing our William is comic contest, our fan fiction contest, uh, which we, which we should explain. We should explain. We should explain because it's very, uh, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, we had a, we had a listener who came up with a a theory that, um, William is actually Comet the super horse in the comics, (laughs) which we thought was hilarious. And so it became an inside joke, like throughout the season that like, well, of course, you know, if, you know, William's off being, being Comet and, you know, he, uh, he got there really fast. That's because he's got that horsepower. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so somebody sent us some like fan fiction on the Internet that we we had no part in of somebody who like two separate people who had written stories where William revealed himself to be Comet. <laughs> so Rebecca and I were talking and I was like, you know, what would be really like a really fun, stupid thing to do is to like make it into a fan fiction contest and have people send us stories where William again reveals himself to be Comet. So we added like a charity component to it. And we said, you know, for every story, we were going to donate $5 to Emory Hospital um, for COVID relief. Uh, So I thought that's great. Our listeners are going to be so excited about it. It's so stupid, like so deeply stupid um, <laughs> that people are just going to be really jazzed about it. But it turns out that Twitter was less excited about it than I thought that they would be. Like people got so mad about it. And I was like, I don't understand. It's it's a contest about a horse. So <laughs> one of those moments where I was like, do I understand the Internet anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was disappointing because it was for charity. It was for, you know, mostly our listeners because our listeners were in on the joke and, and kind of understood us. And it, it's we have um, to explain that joke so many times that I was like, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. Look up on Wikipedia, comment the super horse. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's one of those things. I don't know if ever, anybody else has those kinds of issues where like people come at you and and it's very clear that they don't listen to the podcast. We've we've had that several times. And uh, some of those things, you know, I think we've sort of learned that um, you try to engage those people, those negative people and say, hey, if you want to share your thoughts, you know, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. And hopefully they'll engage with you. If they don't, uh, they 
tend to go away. But uh, it's it's one of those things where if you I always think about, you know, um, don't don't fight evil with evil, fight evil with good. Um, so that kind of uh, th- way of thinking, you know, kind, you know, kill them with kindness kind of thing. Um, it's a very so, Supergirl approach, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always think if, you, you know, if you're a fan of Supergirl, you're going to have that hope, help and compassion for all kind of idea. And uh, so that's kind of how we've overcome some of those. And we've had <laughs> quite a lot of those this season, which is we, sort of mind boggling to me. I think we had, the, we had the two of them this season and we had... One of them, I want to say in season two or season, season two. three. Yeah, season three. People getting, like, mad at us. And we were like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know the uh, pod, pod, of course, folks uh, talked about um, shipping. Sometimes that comes up and creates a little little bit of a, an issue, even though we don't really talk about shipping as far as, like, having a ship and all of that kind of thing. So it is it is a little strange for us when we when we get those things because we, we tend to try to be positive and upbeat and have a good time. And so it's a little strange when it goes out onto the Internet and then it gets a strange, unexpected reaction. So – on Supergirl Radio, we like to to pitch stories. We like to, you know, sort of think outside the box and kind of think if we if we were showrunners, how would we approach the show? What what stories would we write? So we were curious if you had an idea that you wanted to put out there. If you could create an episode for season six, what would you have them do? <laughs> so I'll just put it out there. Anybody can answer. What would you pitch uh, for season six? Well. We know that Alex just <laughs> lost her connection with the DEO and her whole team that she had there. And Nia's is on the show now. Um, and I know Alex is a bit of a loner, but it'd be nice to see her kind of engage with the queer community some more. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not just in one episode, <laughs> um, yeah. but like kind of be introduced <laughs> to that aspect of the Supergirl world more. Yeah, I actually had had a similar thought, which was like, it'd be nice if Alex had one friend that she made on her own. (laughs) Like, she's never had one friend that is just her friend in the entire series. She almost had Tilly from the VR. She did. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. For four seconds. She can come back. My legit pitch, though, was I would love to find out that Supergirl runs her own very successful food blog to pay for Mm. her snacks. (laughs) I would buy it. I buy it. That her her apartment looks like it is uh, pretty pricey, so I would imagine the car would have to do something on the side. Uh, yeah, no, I buy that. It, it, turned, it turns out everybody's really tired of going out to eat with her because she has to take pictures of everybody's food. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she just does it real fast, super speed. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's perfect. It, does anybody else have any uh, story ideas that that they wish the show would uh, put out there? Yeah, um, I want Kelly to become guardian. Yeah, um, I think that would Glad give her and shield. Alex some more time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Legends of Tomorrow seems to be going the alien route, so I would not mind a crossover. Mm. Yes, that would be so fun for me personally. <laughs> for your podcast, yeah, for my podcasting. Um, it, okay, question though: if if Kelly becomes guardian, does she also have to wear way too much eye makeup, or is that just an Alex thing for her vigilante outfit? Uh, I think Alex has enough eye makeup for. <laughs> multiple people (laughs) alex can share some of her like eye makeup palette she's like here you go kelly (laughs) yeah i think they can it's fine i think guardian has the 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 like the helmet so she might not yeah yeah, i I guess she could change it but um 
But yeah, so that that would be interesting. What would I mean? James still exists. <laughs> <laughs> does does he though? Does he though? Yeah, um, he has yeah. his own. I little, mean, um, yeah, life. <laughs> he Calvin mentioned Town. it again. It's been left open that he may come back at some point. So oh. it would be kind of weird yeah. to completely <laughs> shift the character and the superhero identity. I do like her using the shield, though. I will say, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll they'll get to explore that sometime in the future. Um, uh, yeah, I think the idea that uh, Guardian, in terms of James, could come back would be awesome too. But uh, to to explore that with Kelly would be a, an interesting way to go about it too. Yeah. If you guys were going to bring back somebody into the show for next season that that's been on the show previously, who would you bring back? That kind of just like made me think about you know how much I'd love to see um, James you know bicycle in with the Newsboy Legion, but uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but that's not going to happen for us. So I I would love to bring back Dean Kane at least for an episode mm-hmm. and do a, a Midvale kind of look back at Alex and really firm up this relationship that she has with her dad. I feel like we've kind of been cheated. Uh, We've seen the anger and the angst out of that relationship now, but I don't feel like we've gotten to see it build up to the point where she has Mm -hmm. that, where like where it comes from. So I, I would adore uh, getting Dean Kane back, getting Isabella uh, Vitovic back and really looking deep into how this relationship got to the point where it was. Yeah, they did uh, Dean Kane a little dirty, in my opinion, uh, killing him off screen. Uh, so I definitely would like to see more of, of him. I don't I have a feeling that's probably not going to happen, but I, I agree with yeah, you. I, I think I, I think getting to see the, the backstories of how those relationships developed, I, I always thought that was a little bit of a missed opportunity that they they didn't kind of go back and show us more of Kara's childhood or how she grew up and and what uh, what interaction she had with the Danvers, because that's it's uh, they did a little bit of that with like episodes like Midvale. But um, but I, I personally would like to see more of that as well. I think they need to get Cat Grant back there to get Cat Co back on track. Yeah, yeah the cutoff course team is all for Cat Grant. <laughs> yes, <laughs> always Cat Grant. Uh, yes, I think we would all enjoy seeing Cat Grant uh, come back. They they were only able to sort of squeeze her in uh, through a picture, I believe, in the 100th episode. They mentioned her; she was sort of <laughs> killed off screen. So, uh, so hopefully, we can get Callista back uh, in season six because uh, it's been a while. I feel like she would be horrified by what's happened to her office. <laughs> <laughs> or like, her well, it's business. a tabloid now. She'd bring yeah. it down. <laughs> oh man, Catco has strayed from the the cat the cat Grant uh, empire that she set up. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll take some Lucy Lane. <laughs> yes. It's never going to happen, but I will. No, it. Yeah. <laughs> She's in the desert, right? She's out at the desert facility still. <laughs> well, allegedly. Yeah. We're like, okay, there's still a DEO. She's fine. With that. She's put- oh, yeah. But where they put all the characters from season one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if they had an episode that was just like season one characters, like all came back. Where are they now? Like a a VH1 behind the music. but That's actually (laughs) something that they could even film with, like, the COVID restrictions. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Zoom calls. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Everybody zooms in. (laughs) Figuratively and literally. Yes. Well, I certainly think uh, we've written several episodes while we're here. (laughs) Um, So we should should jot these ideas down, give them some free ideas. I know they can't... um, 
I saw once that the writers couldn't look at things on Twitter, and so they probably can't yeah. listen to podcasts. But we've given we've given them some free ideas, uh, so it's there if they want to take them. Um, I, I guess one thing we could do to wrap up our conversation here. Um, so, if somebody was interested in podcasting and they came to you wanting one piece of advice, what would you tell them? So, I guess we'll start with uh, Supergirl's Attic um, uh, Cycles. I guess we'll start with you. Uh, what would you tell somebody if they came to you about podcasting? I think just like be responsible with your platform that you have and like take the time to research and understand what you're talking about to word things respectfully and accurately and compassionately. It seems like it's a lot of work when you first are getting started and it may not feel like it'll make a big impact because you aren't maybe already a famous podcast. Um, But that's the kind of integrity that will make people trust you and come back to you week after week. Hmm. My suggestion, kind of related, is to really have a clear sense of what you want to be about before you get started and know what will keep you engaged over the long term because a lot of people will be like, I'm going to make a podcast because the startup is relatively easy, but then you burn out very quickly if you don't have a plan of where to go or what to do, especially if it's a thing like some of us have said where most people in your real life are not as passionate about it and so they're not listening to it and then nobody's really figured out who you are or what your voice is saying yet and so you're not getting a lot of feedback and that can be really hard to overcome that hurdle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's very important uh, to kind of know what you want to do and, and where you want to go. So, Pot, of course, uh, Aaron and Shelley, what, what what would you give as advice uh, if somebody came to you asking uh, asking you for podcasting advice? I would say whatever amount of time you think it will take to research a topic, record an episode, and edit a lot five times that amount. <sighs> Podcasting's a ton of fun, but it is a lot more time consuming than I'd initially anticipated. So, yeah. I think that. I don't know if that's how it is across the board, but that's how it was for for me personally. Yeah, I think especially mm-hmm. because a lot of work. I mean, a lot, if not all of us have like other jobs and things that we have to do. <laughs> um, so I also think like underestimating the amount of time that like it actually takes to stay active and like engage on social media and do all of that stuff was something that we had to deal with as well. So just like understand the amount of time that you have to put into it, but also respect it. Like people who are invested in what you're doing deserve that interaction from you as well. So just being able to dedicate your time is very important. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. Aaron and I get like excited about a lot of topics and a lot of things that are like on the horizon and, you know, coming out next season or whatever, whatever the next show is. And we talk about like, should we do a podcast about that? But divorce is like a real consequence of <laughs> me taking a ton of time to do podcasts. So like you got to keep like family and like other responsibilities in mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like if podcasting can't be your whole life unless you were, you know, a full time podcaster, a professional podcaster who did it for a living. That would be pretty nice. That would uh, be but, awesome. yeah, but yeah, it is it is a, a good thing to find that life podcasting balance uh so yeah that really is important it's very supergirl season one struggle (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) for sure how does she do it Uh, yeah how does she do it um (laughs) so uh uh, made of steel folks john and justina uh what would you tell people if they came to you asking for advice about podcasting Uh, i would just say that 
two things are really critical. Number one is uh, the partner that you want to venture into this with. Like you need to be real clear on what the expectations are. You need to be um, uber supportive of, you know, somebody picking up where somebody can't and where they can't, where you can, they can't, you know, kind of a thing. So that's a critical element. I would also say do whatever, um, you know, whatever it takes to keep your listeners engaged and involved uh, because like we always say, they are, they're the best part of our show. It's really not about, you know, green butterfly or me. It's about, you know, what it is that they bring to the table. We're just the facilitators. So that's, that's where I would say. And I, I would say, um, just take it seriously. And by that, I don't mean like, don't have fun with it and tell jokes, but that, when I was just a podcast listener, I would get so disappointed if I was listening to a show that I was really enjoying and then it just disappeared one day. Mm. So keep, you know, keep that in mind when accepting projects to know that you will have listeners that have expectations of you and they bring joy to you and you bring joy to them. So if you just disappear one day because you just think you're going to try it for a minute because it's fun. It it does have its rewards and the work. So you have to think about that because, because it's so sad if a podcast just dis- disappears and you were really enjoying it. Yeah, that is uh, one thing that you have to kind of keep in mind is you know, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to, you know, is that something that I feel like I can do consistently? Uh, So yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point in terms of um, uh, looking at it from a listener perspective as a podcaster. Good point. Uh, Morgan, uh, really quickly, um, what would you, what would you tell somebody if uh, you, you are a host of two podcasts? So what would you, (laughs) what would you, what would you tell people about podcasting and and, um, what advice would you give them? Well, I think everybody should have a Rebecca, you know, somebody to put together these beautiful Google Docs for them. Uh, no, I think um, to to what some other people are saying that, you know, you're the people that you're doing the podcast with are so important uh, because you all have to be on the same page. You all have to kind of pull together uh, and you have to know that, you know, you can have that kind of conversation and you can kind of be in it together. I'm thinking of... Um, of our friend uh, Bill Bill's book on podcasting. It's that cafe point of the view. The cafe POV, yeah. Yeah, that he was talking about where, you know, you have to kind of support the other person and you don't have to necessarily agree with them, but you have to, you know, have a conversation. You can't just be like, oh, no, I disagree. And, and here's why. And you're wrong. Like you're having a conversation with the other person where you're asking them, well, why do you feel that way? And kind of going back and forth. And I think, you know, that comes from, you know, respect, but also friendship. So I think uh, having a good co-host, like I do on all of my podcasts, um, (laughs) uh, is really important. And I think that it's, you can tell when you're listening to a podcast and you're like, I don't think these people like each other. Uh, And there's almost nothing worse than listening to people who don't really like each other very much talk. Uh, I don't know why you would even do that. So I think that's pretty important is, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into podcasts and it's going to be a lot of work. And if you're in it with somebody that you don't actually enjoy talking to all that much, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to a podcast and every now and then they'll they'll start fighting with each other and it no. kind of gets tense. 
And it's 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 very it's like, no, please don't fight. I enjoyed this podcast. Uh, so, no, I totally understand. And I think everybody brought up some really great points about, you know, uh, preparation and uh, consistency and co-hosts that are really important. Um, you know, some podcasts don't have a co-host. They just do it by themselves. And that's a different format and a different way to approach uh, podcasting. But I think if you're going to have a co-host, it is it is important to be able to enjoy it with someone because uh, there, you know, there are times where you're not going to agree. <laughs> and so you have to figure out how you're going to handle that. Um, and so I think those are all really, really good points. And, and a lot of things that I would have brought up. I'm, I'm big on preparation. I like having my Google Docs. I like kind of mm-hmm. knowing where we're going to go, what we're going to what we're going to talk about, um, what the listeners are going to say and the feedback. Um, I think that's really important that you're not just like rambling on um, for an hour or two hours. Um, and, and I think uh, listeners come to expect those kinds of things where they they know that there's a format that's been developed. Um, so I'm big on preparation uh, because um I, I've listened to podcasts that don't uh, don't seem to have any preparation, and you can tell. Uh, so I think that's really important. That's like my top thing, but I think everybody made some really good points. And uh, if you do want to start a podcast, uh, all of the advice that you heard here in this podcasting roundtable, I think, is going to help you get started. Uh, so uh, before we wrap up this episode of Supergirl Radio, we have some snap judgments that uh, we play uh, after our, our good buddy Snapper Car, who we love. <laughs> um, so we had some snap judgments uh, that came in from Joseph. Uh, Morgan, do you want to uh, handle the uh, the snap judgments for us? Sure. Yeah. I, I just want to note that Snapper Car, who was on the show, who never snapped. Not, not once. once. Not, not once did he snap. We had a snap watch for a while, but it, it was always at zero. <laughs> he snapped a car a lot, metaphorically. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good enough. He needs to physically snap his fingers. We have expectations here. You have demands. Uh, yes. We have demands. Yes, that's true. Um, okay, so our first snap judgment is from Joseph. He wants to know, which would you rather have on the show? Director Bones as a series regular except he's always using an image inducer to look like a regular human or cat grant back as a series regular, except she's the earth prime version of the character played by a different actress channeling Callista's performance. And we probably should clarify just in case you don't know who director bones (laughs) is Uh, director bones is a character we love here on Supergirl radio. He is a um, character in the comics. He's a director of the DEO, which is so strange that the show has never once referenced him or he's even come on the show. He's he's like the guy at the DEO. Uh, But basically he's a, he's a guy who has invisible flesh. So he looks like a skeleton and he smokes cigars. Just a skeleton in a suit. (laughs) Yes. A skeleton in a suit. Uh, who has cyanide sweat so if he touches you you're probably gonna die um so that's director bones so if that helps with your answer um so uh i guess cycles we'll start with you which one would you rather have on the show uh well i'm okay with leaving the deo behind generally so i think i'll go with pat grant <laughs> with the caveat that Kara has to recognize that that's not what cat grant looks like <laughs> nice <laughs> All right, uh, Vivi, what, what would you say? Director Bones or Cat uh, Grant played by a different actress? I think I would go with Cat also. Okay, all right, okay. And uh, pot off course, uh, I guess we'll start with Aaron. Which one would you rather have? Well, I was going to say Cat, but this cyanide sweat thing is kind of interesting. <laughs> right? So, thank you. Director Bones. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Shelly, which one would you pick? Definitely Cat Grant. I think if they're using an image inducer with Director Bones, it kind of takes the fun out of it. A little yeah. bit. 
Yeah. Good point. True. Good point. Uh, so, Justina, w- which one would you rather have, uh, Director Bones or Cat Grant? Cat Grant. Yeah. Okay. All right. John, which one would you pick? Uh, I'm definitely going to say Director Bones because this sounds 10 times more exciting than what we've got out of Leviathan. So. <laughs> well, you didn't like Pencil Skirt and Ramakan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to Director learn Bones is actually, until the end. Yeah. Director Bones is actually the uh, main god of Leviathan. <laughs> That'll be the reveal. Perfect. Right. What if he was the head of Leviathan? Oh, I, that's right. We I have... would scream. Oh, but they did say it was a woman, though, wasn't it? Oh, but it is a lady, is what, what they said. A, what if it's a lady skeleton? How do you know? Yeah, lady <laughs> oh, they could do a, a gender swap. It could be a female director Ooh. bones. Ooh. I'm, exactly. I'm, in, I'm into it. I'm fine with that. I could be okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think we left off with John. Is that right? So, um, Morgan, which would you pick? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is a this is a real choice for me, but I have to go with Cat Grant because I feel like if I can't see a skeleton in a suit, what's the point? Yeah. No, yeah. I think uh, I think that was a good point made that uh, the whole point of Director Bones <laughs> is to see the bones. So I I think I would pick Cat Grant as well. So Morgan, you want to take us through the the rest of the snap judgments? Sure. Which show would you rather see Dreamer become a series regular for? Star Girl. Or Legends of Tomorrow. That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Cycles, we'll start with you. Stargirl or Legends of Tomorrow? Um, I guess Legends of Tomorrow for the queer team up. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right, Vivi, which one would you say uh, rather see uh, Dreamer be a series regular for? Ah, uh, this is a hard question because I don't really watch either of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> then there are no stakes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. There's um, no wrong answers for you. I will then pick Star Girl so that Nia can be the mentor and show off all the things she's learned from Kara. Oh, no, nice. that's a that's a good idea. Star Girl just stops going to high school. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right, uh, Pada, of course, uh, Aaron. Which one would you rather see uh, Dreamer on, Star Girl or Legends of Tomorrow? Legends, but they're not allowed to kick her out after two seasons. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Be hard. <laughs> uh shelly which one would you rather see uh, star girl or legends of tomorrow definitely legends solid solid all right so uh made of steel folks uh justina would you rather see dreamer on star girl or legends of tomorrow well i want to keep dreamer on supergirl but if i have to choose legends yeah this is this is the 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 toughest part of snap judgments you have to pick one that's <laughs> it's the game it's always a tough decision uh but yeah so all right so john which would you pick uh, star girl or legends yeah, I'm going with my, with my partner. Uh, it's got to be Legends. All right, Morgan. Uh, this is a, a, I guess, a tough one for you. I mean, this I is... feel like this is an easy one for me because oh. I haven't watched Star Girl yet, uh, but I do podcast about Legends, and I feel like they keep kicking people off the Wave Rider for some reason. So <laughs> let's let's bring her on Legends. There's going to be aliens next season. I th- I think I would pick Star Girl on this one because uh, doesn't Sarah have some sort of like a I, I don't watch the show. I only listen to the podcast. So uh, she has some sort of new power ability where she sees the future. Is that right? I think she got rid of that. I'm, I'm still oh. a little murky. I don't think she has it anymore. She had it for a while, though. Okay. A couple episodes. I don't know if, why. Yeah, unclear. <laughs> if that's if that's the case, if she still has it, then you kind of sort of run into the Dreamer stuff. So I think I'd yeah, rather see true. a Dreamer on Stargirl. That could be really interesting. Okay. Um, next snap judgment. 
similar. Uh, which show would you rather see Martian Manhunter become a series regular for? Black Lightning or Superman and Lois? Joseph is uh, just kicking people off the just, show. Just really clearing a house on Supergirl, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> so these are going to be some tough choices here. Okay, so uh, we'll start with Supergirl's Attic uh, Cycles. Which one would you rather see Martian Manhunter on? Uh, Black Lightning or Superman and Lois? This is genuinely really, really difficult. <laughs> Same. Mm. That's tough because John has that connection with Superman and that right. established relationship. Well, and, and they have that like unresolved conflict. Ooh, they do. Yeah, that's, that's right. a good point. Um, I want there to be a Black Lightning Supergirl crossover yes. at some mm. point. But I think for John specifically, I'd like to see him go over to the Superman and Lois show. Okay. All right. Vivi, what would you say? This is an equally difficult choice. Uh, um, I kind of want to see him go to Black Lightning because I would like to see him and Jefferson work together and work their magical dad energy. <laughs> yes. Solid point. All right. So pot off course. Uh, Aaron, which one would you rather see Martian Manhunter on? Black Lightning or Superman and Lois? Yeah, he and Clark clearly have some unresolved backstory. So Superman and Lois. Uh, Shelly, which one would you pick? Superman and Lois, just looking at it like as a Justice League perspective kind of thing. Ah, yeah. Uh, Justina, what would you say? Uh, would you rather see Martian Manhunter on Black Lightning or Superman and Lois? Superman and Lois. All right. John, which w- would you pick? Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't see him fitting in in Black Lightning's universe very well. Like, I just don't see that character fitting in there. <laughs> so I would definitely go Superman and Lois. Is it because it's sort of Black Lightning's a little bit more grounded or at least tries to be maybe? Um, yeah, I just think Jean's just a little bit too pacifist at this point, I think, to mm. really fit in mm. there. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, Morgan, which one would you rather see uh, Jean Jones uh, go hang out in Black Lightning or Superman and Lois? It's a tough one. I, I think I'm going to go Superman and Lois just because of like the established connection as well. I feel like we've seen... We've at least seen them sort of more together in some of the crossovers a little bit. So I'd be interested to see what he does over there. I'm interested in the unresolved conflict with uh, with yeah. Superman, but I'm going to sort of maybe uh, disagree and flip John's answer on its head because it doesn't seem like he would fit in on Black Lightning. Lightning. That's exactly why I would want him to be on ah. there. <laughs> I want to see how, how you could make that work. If you could make that work. So I I might say Black Lightning there. Love it. Okay. Last snap judgment. Who would you rather have back on the show as a foil for Lena and Andrea? Maxwell Lord or Morgan Edge? Oh, this is a good one. Oh, Talking no. About this is Lena going to have to put on her murder and leather jacket and get to work? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Supergirl's Attic. Uh, Cycles, we'll start with you. Maxwell Lord or Morgan Edge? I'd have to say Maxwell Lord to get some because we've already, I think, gone through everything that we need to with Morgan Edge and <laughs> Lena. And Maxwell Lord has like a different energy. And I'd like to see sort of the CW updated, like how they react to the character. So yeah, Maxwell Lord. Ooh, I am slowly realizing that post-crisis, there's actually the opportunity to bring these characters back. That's true. (laughs) Um, I would also pick Maxwell Lord because there is a lot of interesting ideology there to explore between him and Lena that could go some interesting places. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because Maxwell Lord didn't really uh, 
he was uh, before Lena showed up on the show, so uh, we have not seen him in her. He was he was part of that season one uh, situation where he just kind of disappeared. <laughs> All right, so Aaron, what would you pick? Uh, would you want uh, a fo- uh, Maxwell Lord or Morgan Edge as a foil? Max for sure. All right, and uh, Shelly, what who would you pick? Maxwell Lord, I think for it to be interesting, he has the intellect that would probably go up against Lena the best. Well, that's probably true. He's yeah. probably a little, a little smarter than Morgan Edge. Uh, <laughs> uh, Justina, who would you pick? Maxwell Lord or Morgan Edge? Maxwell Lord. Mm, we've gotten Ooh. a lot of... Uh, Ma- have we gotten all Maxwell Lords? I think I think so. Hold on. All right. Let's see. So, let's so, see so John, John, are you going to keep the Maxwell Lord streak or are you going to go with uh, Morgan Edge? I am. He's, uh, he's going to get in with Lena and they're going to become a power couple and... <laughs> Go after so yeah, that's going to be what I'm what I'm going for. Yeah, interesting, interesting. All right, so Morgan, uh, uh, I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick, but uh, I'm curious, what, what would you say? This is a tough one for me personally because I like to support Morgans. Uh, I, <laughs> I do, even the evil ones. But um, but I think I got to go Maxwell Lord on this one. I mean, what's he been up to? Since they decided to ignore him, uh, I feel like he- <laughs> they mentioned him with. Um, yeah, they mentioned right. him with. Yeah, the, Andrea's whole backstory and connection mm-hmm. to Leviathan that he they went under because Leviathan like ruined them to get Obsidian to rise. That's right. I do remember some mention of that. Yeah, I think they they kind of opened the door for him to like come for his revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be that person and I'm going to pick Morgan Edge. I really enjoyed uh, Adrian Pazdar and I think he's a good actor mm. and I would love to see him come back. And I did like his uh, his uh, strange relationship with Lena and their uh, combativeness uh, where he uh, w- he put her on a plane. He was going to crash the plane, <laughs> wasn't he? And like she tried to kill him. She put on her murder jacket and tried to kill him with a gun. Uh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> so uh, I might uh, be the one to break the streak here, but I would pick Morgan Edge. All right. Well, thank you all for playing Snap Judgments with us. Uh, no right or wrong answers, uh, just your opinion. And uh, that's all you have to bring to it. So uh, that's going to do it for our Supergirl Podcasters Roundtable. Uh, we hope everybody who came on and from all these different podcasts, we hope you had a good time. And if you did, we hope maybe we can do it again sometime and kind of catch up uh, with each other on down the road so you can check in and see how everybody's feeling about the show. Um, uh, before we let you guys go, uh, let us know uh, and let us uh, let our listeners know, in case they don't listen to uh, your podcast, uh, how they can find you. So uh, Supergirl's Attic, where can people find you? Uh, sure, they can go to supergirlsaddict.com or supergirlsaddict on Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram. Or you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Pretty much any app that does podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pot Off Course, where can people find uh, you? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at pod off course and you can email us uh, at pod off course at gmail.com and uh made of steel where can people find you guys we are part of the golden spiral media podcast network you can find us at goldenspiralmedia.com slash made of steel m-a-i-d our popular facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash made of steel and you can find us on twitter at supergirl gsm And yeah, thanks so much for having us. This has been a great time.
Oh, well, I'm so glad you had a good time. And uh, seriously, if, if you all want to do it again, we can uh, we can get back together and, and talk about uh, any various numbers of, of topics. If you guys want to come back and, and talk about something more, you know, specific, uh, we sort of talked broadly about Supergirl and about podcasting. Um, but if there's ever anything you want to get back together and, and, and talk about a specific thing, uh, let us know because we'd love to help set that up because this, this has been a lot of fun. We've enjoyed connecting with I see you all on, on Twitter and Instagram and places like that all the time. So I'm glad to actually finally get to to meet everybody and and to connect and uh so thank you all for joining us for this week's episode if you want to contact supergirl radio you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail you can do that by calling 678-718-7252 you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and instagram all at supergirl radio you can listen to us on google play iHeartRadio, spotify you can also find us on radio public and Podchaser. we are also available on apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio. So if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. And you can find all the links to everything I just mentioned on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the page. I know that's a lot. And if you have any trouble finding any of those locations, you can do that on supergirlradio.com. So thanks again to Supergirl Radio for hosting this roundtable. We had a great time talking about podcasting with other Supergirl fans. Our next episode of Supergirl's Attic is going to cover the whole of Season 5, taking a comprehensive look at the story and how well it worked or did not work, what we're looking forward to for maybe next season. That will be live at the end of this month. Other just quick announcements before we go. We've paused our fundraiser for the podcast. We'll come back to it probably at some point later in the summer. So thank you to those of you who had already chipped in. And in addition to our upcoming episodes, we will likely be posting more content on our site with different ways that you can support the Black Lives Matter movement. So we hope you come check them out. And thanks for listening. Thank you.